morning, Joan. Good morning, Jerrica. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. I'm a bit worse for wear after that uh, big session we had yesterday with Alfie Bo and uh, Little Mix. <laughs> Goodness oh, me. gosh. Wasn't yes. it? Wonderful. Uh, what a fun, fun uh, recording day that was. And uh, all socially distanced before anybody panics. Um, yes. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I did manage to sign up to Alfie at a, uh, an unobserved moment to give him a little peck on the cheek. <laughs> He's such oh, a lovely, I know, a darling. He really is. Unfortunately, I actually ended up sitting on him in the toilet. Um, oh, no I went in. Yes. Um, I didn't know we had a bit of a dicky tam. <laughs> and um, I went in, you know, uh, as I often do with my eyes closed and just plop myself straight down. I mm. also needed to past my uh, bi-monthly stool and um, unfortunately found myself sitting on his lap. Oh no, and did you pass your tiny stool onto his lap at that point then, Joan? Uh, some of it unfortunately did uh, find its way out. Um, oh no. It was very, very awkward. Such a gent, isn't he, Joan? I imagine he pretended not to see it. He did, but I don't know if you noticed the atmosphere the, in the afternoon was very strange between yes. myself and him. Yes, I did um, wonder about that, Joan. And uh, I thought, to be honest with you, I thought perhaps he was a bit overwhelmed by your stunning beauty. Oh, bless you. No, I think uh, he was a, a, I mean, hate to say it, but I do think he was a wee bit put off. I mean, it was only a very oh. small pebble that came out, but uh, nevertheless. You know. mm. Well, I did notice there was some, I thought it was a chocolate button, actually, Joan, squashed onto the bottom of his jacket. So I don't know what happened there, because I do know they're very um, sticky, aren't they, these little pellets that you pass on a bi-monthly basis? Yes, I don't know why. I don't know why when they're so dry, but they seem to have this kind of sticky coating. Mm, sort of adhesive, grippy sort of uh, under section, which, and he'd obviously tried to get it off and it just squashed it down and thought, oh, well, it will look like a chocolate button. And indeed it did look like a chocolate button, Joan, but uh, I don't know if you noticed one of Little Mix tried to eat it at one stage and mm. uh, then had to rush off and uh, oh dear but uh, they're yes they're sweet girls aren't they Joan those girls but they're lovely uh, girls yeah I have to say I rather enjoyed it when it was just us and Alfie um for I know what you mean it's yeah. different isn't it it's mm. just more the, the, there's a chemistry there and there's a sort of uh, simpatico really yes. and yes. Um, yes I suppose as well an intellect really that isn't quite there with the little mixed girls. No, perhaps not, Joan. I mean, not to be unkind, but Alfie, is, um, he's got an enormously high IQ, hasn't he? And uh, Oh, it's about, is it 300? Yes, I think so. 301 or something like that. Uh, he's very mm, modest mm. about it, but he's an extremely intelligent guy. And uh, as we know, has won all sorts mm. of uh, mastermind awards uh, internationally. Mm. But such a gent, such a charmer and such a wonderful mm. voice, Joan. Um, you know, he's, he's got he's got the whole package, really. He really has. Yes, what a what a lovely, lovely guy, and uh, I've always I loved him. He's Alfie. married or not? I don't know. Yeah. He's, very, he's very secretive, isn't he? And mm. uh, I don't know. He's got a real twinkle in his eye, Joan. And uh, who knows? Who knows? But anyway, we'll see, won't we? He's, he's coming round for a, a distance dinner, isn't he, in the castle? Yes. So lovely. keep us posted. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wonderful. Dear Joan and Jerrica, I accidentally shot my husband on our honeymoon, and he passed away. That evening. <laughs> and he passed away that evening. We had booked our trip for two weeks, so I decided to stay on and stock up a friendship with another couple. One evening, after a fabulous fish buffet and some local music, the male of the couple, Greg, asked me to their room to fetch his wife's windbusters for her IBS, as it was at full throttle. Once in a bedroom, he unleashed his penis and masturbated himself whilst dancing about the room poking it into my mouth once he'd started climaxing. 
I really want more. But his wife seems to think they're very happy. Plus, she's a GP. Linda Lollydope, Lincolnshire. Oh, Linda. Goodness, what an adventure and uh, what a rather extraordinary uh, saga. Uh, I don't know if it was a saga holiday, was Mm. it? Did she say how old she was? No, I think she's younger. I think Ah. she's in her mid-30s, actually. Oh, goodness, indeed. Um, I mean, it's a lot to unpack there. She accidentally shot shot her her husband husband on the honeymoon and passed away that evening. Did he pass away from the shot, did she say, or was it from something else? Um, I think it's from the shot. But, I mean, essentially, I suppose, at the very least, that's manslaughter. Mm. At the very worst, that's murder. Murder. We don't know. Um, That's a tricky one. She seems to sort of swept that under the carpet and moved on. Yes, I wonder where she was. Was it somewhere where that's sort of rather par for the course? And uh, was it a, a somewhere in, uh, you know, I don't know, Morocco or somewhere where people are... I life believe is, it was actually a British, a British holiday, a British seaside holiday, yes, she said. Yes. So this, uh, this rather interesting story about this fella masturbating around the dancing around the bedroom masturbating and then popping his penis in her mouth as he climaxed which sounds you know does sound quite a lot of fun um for any lady or, or any age really to experience um, mm. an unexpected i'm not going to say attack joan but an unexpected let's say party mm. um mouth party mouth party in the bedroom that uh, you know this lady's been rather lucky hasn't yeah. she you know she's gonna say she shot her husband she killed her husband and now she's being rewarded with a with a with a wonderful mouth party um, with this, uh, with this rather fruity-sounding fellow, absolutely. Um, mm. uh, it's it's a complex one, and she's saying the plus she's a GP, the wife. Mm. I'm not quite sure what she's no. getting at there. Well, I suppose a GP works very hard, probably very busy, out a lot, um, mm. probably very. Upset. They do tend to look very tired. Don't yeah, they? they're tired, often wearing glasses, quite uh, worn out by the end of the day, and overstressed, overstretched. Probably not time really to take the dancing husband's penis in her mouth very often. Exactly, and uh, you know, she's herself to blame for that, this GP lady, and uh, you know, she needs to think about taking a bit less time. She's also obviously, you know, needing these windbusters on quite a regular basis. Yes, that bodes ill, doesn't it, Joan? Um, yes, I would imagine if she's got sort of bloating and uh, runny tum, um, you know, that the husband won't be able to go at her in the same way, will he, if she's uh, sort of letting escape little whiffs and pops and uh, bits of this and that. Drippy, drippy bits of this and that around the bedroom. That's going to rather put him off, poor fellow. So you can see, can't you, why he would um, want to have some fun with this murder. With Linda Lollardoop, yes. But um, yes, we will be forwarding this to the police, I'm afraid, Linda. But in the meantime... Yes, I feel we can't analyse the, the latter part of the letter without no. knowing whether or not you should be actually in jail. Indeed, I imagine the police will be in touch, Linda. But in the meantime, thanks so much for your letter. <laughs> Dear Joan and Jerrica, I'm a hot young nun and very devoted to the Lord. Recently, however, whilst at a special screening at the cinema, a partially sighted man made a pass at me. I don't think he could see or feel my habit. And in all honesty, I'm afraid I forgot myself and allowed him to bring me off. I just can't stop thinking about him and wondering how I could track him down Are there any special digital records for partially sighted folk that I could look up online? And that's Sister Sandra Stebworth from Lanx. Oh, goodness me, what a... What a sorry tale. Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, briefly, yes, there are registers of partially sighted people that you can contact social services. They'll give you a list of folk that are 
you know, from fully, but virtually fully sighted, but just perhaps with some macular deterioration right mm. the way through to people who've lost Stumbling. sadly all their sight. Mm. Um, but obviously there's some concern here, Joan. There are. I mean, all sorts of questions, aren't there? Why was this done, Sister Sandra, at the cinema? She says it was a special screening. She doesn't say what the film was. No. One can only hope that it was something religious in nature. Yes, of course. And was the partially blind chap there in the hope of some kind of healing? Yes, absolutely, Joan. So I wonder what the film would have been. Does it say at all? Doesn't seem to say. No, um, I, I'm just wondering if it's that one with, um, what was that wonderful, beautiful blue eyes? Robert Powell. Um, well, Jesus Christ Superstar. Uh, well, that, yes, mm. but also... Um, with the suffering or something I can't remember the name of the film Dear Robert The Last Temptation of Christ I think it might have been that actually and dear dear Robert dear friend oh um, he's lovely he lives near Hampstead Teeth actually yes. Bobby and he's still got very nice curly grey does he Joan yes. I completely lost touch with Robert oh Bob yes he's oh, still he's would you quite say grumpy these days but is yes, he yes. oh no he's always, he was always a bit of a grump yes and yes. Uh, we put it down to the fact that he was very troubled mm. in uh, all of his marriages mm. really Joan and he used to come round we'd have a sherry and he'd put his feet up and he'd tell me all about it you still see him prowling the heath yes I'm sure you do on all fours actually oh really Mm. yes Mm. well I I mean I wonder whether he's perhaps he's dropped a contact lens or something Mm. Joan I don't know he's very vain always and Mm. he always needed glasses and I'd Mm. say to him just wear them probably just wear them but he didn't I can't he said girls don't like men in glasses I said oh he's got it the wrong way round you know men don't make passes at girls in glasses but girls do make passes at guys in glasses they do and absolutely and guys that can't see and indeed that's Mm. what this nun appears to have done in this uh, film screening, I'm afraid. Yes, I mean, she's saying that he brought her off. Mm. But I'm wondering, I mean, he was possibly... Uh, grasping for his blind stick, probably Joan, or trying and to she f- was feel around for his dog, mm. um, and you know she's rather by the sound of it, sort of pushed herself forward off her folding up seat, and uh, well, yes, I think uh, in a longer letter she admits that she hiked up her habit and um, wasn't wearing pants. No, well they don't. These nuns do they? No, Joan, and of course they let themselves go down below, so he could well have thought that was his dog mm. that he was stroking. Yes, this fluffy, fluffy, moist uh, little. Uh, Probably thought he was putting his fingers in and out of his dog's mouth yes, because often these blind folk will over spoil their doggies. Yes, won't yes. They, well, particularly in the cinema, treats. you know, they're trying to keep the dog quiet. Yes, so feeding it little chalky chop drops. And yes, she said he was stuffing uh, chocolates and popcorn up her. Uh, frontal bottom right and, uh, yeah well it does sound like there's been some crossed wires here mm-hmm. doesn't there Joan and so I'm just wondering whether it is worth her while going on this register social services to try and track this fellow down um, I, I imagine he'd be mortified Joan to discover that you know he wasn't in fact feeding his dog little treats but he was actually inserting um, chocolate buttons up a nun's vagina yes I mean um, she said he was quite weepy because he didn't seem to know exactly what was going on she had a very loud orgasm and was then uh, unzipping his trousers and uh, grappling at his penis. And, I mean, he probably wondered... Again, he probably assumed it was his dog. Yes. Dog gone wrong. Yes. Dog so, gone rogue. Yes, and a lot of these... Of course, a lot of these guide dogs, Joan, they're all very good and well-behaved. And they've uh, learned all sorts of wonderful tricks and mm. uh, where, you know, stop at the zebra crossing and all of that. But, you know, they have off days, don't they, mm. Joan, like we all do. And mm. uh, they'll very much go rogue sometimes and uh, deliberately bump their owner into a lamppost or 
um, as you say, uh, perhaps unzip their trues and try and get their member out and give mm. it a good old chew. Um, yeah, they get bored, these dogs, and who can blame mm. them? And perhaps mm. he's, perhaps, reading between the lines, this is a dog that's uh, perhaps not a Christian dog. I was mm. rather objecting to the content of the film. Perhaps mm. this was a dog who was of, a, of another faith or mm. indeed agnostic mm. a, and was rather objecting and trying to make his, his voice heard. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know... Are you saying that there was a threesome between the nun, the dog and the blind? This is what I'm assuming. Mm. Joan, um, you know... So she'd go in for a yank, he'd go in for a gobble. Yes, and there'd be a chocolate button each. I do think she needs to be a little bit more honest, particularly as a Christian, with herself. Mm. She's implied that he brought her off. And I just think if she was truthful, she assaulted this blind man, mm. really, mm. for mm. her own ends. It does sound like it, Joan. It sounds like she's a, a fantasist rather. Well, she could it? be one of these nuisance nuns that we've heard about mm, prowling the cities, mm. um, going into cinemas and any dark places they can. Mm. She's, mm. she's just uh, greedy for trouser Hungry snacks. Hungry for trouser she? snacks by the sound of it, mm. this, uh, this, uh, this lady. Very nasty indeed. Mm. Mm. Dear Joan and Jerrica, my children have fled the nest and it's just me and my husband Clifford. Not only do I miss my children, but I worry that Clifford and I have nothing in common. I know leaving him would break his heart, so I've been looking into other ways to be free of him. If he were to fall off a cliff, is it likely that he would be smashed to pieces and taken out to sea, or is there a chance he would survive? I only ask because he enjoys walking by the sea. Bella Gunnage from Swansea. Hmm. Um, well, I don't. I'm, I mean, I'm not an expert. Um, I would imagine depends on the weather, the tide. Um, I mean, I immediately my mind would leap to the smash to pieces option. Um, but I suppose if he's of a sound body and the picture she sent in, he looks quite robust, doesn't mm, he, mm, Joan? Mm. Um, I suppose there's a possibility that he would survive. Um, it's fifty-fifty. To be honest, Bella, I think so, and I think it's it's patently obvious that she's talking about trying to murder her husband. Mm, mm. I don't think it's anything to do with him walking by the sea. No. Um, as you say, looks robust. He looks like he's got a good twenty years in him. I would say, mm. um, and I think it's very unkind of Bella. We have a lot of letters like this from ladies mm. who talk about, oh, I hope my husband dies of a heart attack in his sleep. Oh, I stabbed my husband. You know. I find it very distressing, actually, if I'm mm. honest, that these women are thinking in these ways about these poor guys. It's a tricky one. I mean, I know that a lot of women are very unhappy with their lives. Um, they're very lazy. They're very self-centred. Uh, it's all me, me, me. It's how can I get rid of him? Let's switch that round. What about this poor guy? Why well, I wonder why he's out walking the cliffs uh, all the time, mm. desperately trying to get out of the house. And also, I would say, what a lovely looking guy. I mean, mm. walking the cliffs, he's really like Paul Dark, isn't he? Mm. Not talking about the current one, the older one from the, the 70s. Yes. Um, as, as he, he looks now. now. Yes. yes, absolutely. Yes. Let's just clarify that. Yes, he looks um, like him. He's got um, a black cape which is very nice yes. it's very rare to Wonderful. see these days and I'd love to see him out on the moors or yes. the cliffs like that absolutely and um, you know interesting that he's not uh, so he's got a cape and he's got what's he wearing on his legs Joan? I don't know if they're um, bloomers or um, jodhpur sort of mm. chopped off jodhpurs certainly only to the knee aren't they with yes. those rather high buckled shoes uh, that you don't see much nowadays do you? No, so I don't know if he 
decides that he is actually basing himself on Paul Darby. Could be. Dressing in that way. I love a Tudor shoe. Oh, um, who doesn't love a Tudor shoe, Joan? Um, I've seen lots of modern variations that guys wear. And mm. I love it when a guy wears a shoe that's very long at the front, mm. much longer than where the toes stop. Mm. Yes, yeah, so they look like they've got absolutely enormous feet. But you know that there's a flappy emptiness in the end of that shoe. And there's nothing wrong with that, incidentally. Now, that's not a criticism of the man. But yes, these kind of shoes, uh, which for some reason have gone out of fashion, it's hard to see why, um, that uh, this, this uh, what's his name? Clifford. Clifford, I beg your pardon. Oh, it's rather odd, isn't it? Clifford on a cliff. Yes. Uh, I haven't yes. thought of I don't that. know if that's what made her think of it. She doesn't look very bright. Mm. I know we say this a lot and we've been slightly criticised for this, but she has done well to get our husband. Mm. Clifford's fantastic mm, um, mm, with such a dress sense I mean what I would say to her is if you're trying to push him off a cliff you're not going to find anybody else if that's what you're after no. if you're after oh I've lived my life I've served my children I've served my husband now it's a bit bit of my time yes not really Bella no nothing's going to happen I'm afraid Bella apart from a rather lonely and uh, you know sad I'm going to say sad and uh, lonely old age for well, you yes I think you're going to be stuck in that bungalow with that staring face. staring at the ceiling mm. when your husband's out there in his lovely Tudor shoes and little calves coming out there mm. uh, at the bottom of his little mm. uh, bloomers mm. Oh, it's a mystery to me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be kicking him out of bed. No, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't. Not not with a pair of shoes like that. And just to say, on just a purely legal matter, we've got the pictures. Mm. Don't try anything funny, Bella, because mm. we know where you live. Mm, we know Swansea. what Clifford looks like. Mm. If we see a pair of empty Tudor shoes... Floating. We know what's what. Mm. So we've got, your, we've got your number. And we do know some top detectives. We absolutely do. <laughs> listeners may not know that we actually have a book coming out and audiobook yes indeed so that's uh, both in uh, print form and in oral yes oral absolutely we'll love a bit of oral everyone loves a bit of oral around christmas don't they joan oh, so yes. hopefully that will satisfy those with the big oral appetites around the festive season mm. it's called dear joan and jerrica do's and don'ts from dating to death uh that's, why he uh, turns away indeed and full of tips and ideas of how oh. to keep your man Happy. Absolutely. Quizzes, recipes, stories, advice, yes. drawings. Absolutely. Letters um, and, uh, and much, much more. Much more horoscopes. Yes. You name it, we've got it. We've got it in there, including some very, very, very highly personal stories mm-hmm. and uh, tales of our own. Lovely. I heard that uh, Philip's actually going to come back for Christmas this year. Well, he's hoping to. Mm. You know, he's headed up this huge anti-mask campaign. Mm. I do admire him hugely. You know, he's not afraid to put himself out there and, uh, you know, really say what he feels. Mm. He's got so much love and so much sort of machismo um, as a man, doesn't he, Joan? Mm. Which, you know, is what really drew me to him, um, you know, in the first instance, that and the sort of wonderful Magnum PI moustache that he was sporting in those days. Oh, so. lovely. And it's all sort of gingery grey now, isn't yeah, it? Although does great. he paint it still? He paints it, yes. He has a man that comes and paints it. He's a very young guy, very talented Thai artist who comes along, mm. brings uh, very, very intricate brushes, Joan, and some small pieces mm. of mosaic 
which he pops mm. in and uh, looks absolutely wonderful. You can't touch it, but uh, looks no. beautiful. Yes. Uh, but uh, And uh, Philip's always had that very quite pungent scent about him, hasn't he? Yes, um, yes. It's a sort of musky smell, isn't it, Joan? As you know, mm. he doesn't use uh, soap. He doesn't, he's not a believer in soap. No. doesn't believe in uh, smellies, as we call them. No. Um, prefers the Christmas raw scent. Smellies. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. you know, he, uh, a lot of dogs go at him when he uh, travels around because uh, they just mm. hear the, they, they sort of smell the raw meat sort of smell, a pungent mm. sort of... Is it is uh, a meaty smell he has. It's mm, like a sort mm, of... Uh, mm. A meat just on the turn sometimes. Yeah, it's very butcher's sort of uh, smell about uh, Philip. But uh, mm. again, partly what I admired, Joan, you know, wonderful, Absolutely. very, very masculine fella. So uh, very lucky lady. Mm. <laughs> Aren't you? Happy uh, Christmas. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, dear, oh, dear. So perhaps we better head off for now, Joan, and uh, see you all again soon. Thank you.